Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Kirk, I understand you have reason to be joyous this week. Tell everyone your news. Well, I'm joyous, but I don't feel joyous yet. Um, I got the second dose of my vaccine on Friday. And for the past few, we're recording on Tuesday. And so for the past few days, I felt like a faded photograph or a melted ice cube or what other example can you have of someone who's not entirely there? That Well, you're usually not entirely there, but you mean True. physically. But yes, you, this means it's working, right? Exactly. This is reason to celebrate. It is. All the little nano chips are getting my immune system to create <laughs> T cells against the virus. <laughs> oh, don't pick on Bill Gates. He's had a rough week. I still don't have good 5G reception, but yes, Bill Gates, he must not be joyful this week. Or well, maybe, maybe he's, he's been, joyful. Maybe he's too <laughs> joyful, and this is why he's going to a divorce. This is right. Yeah. But that's our that's our subject today: being joyful. Which oh, not some not people, divorce. Not well. For some people, it may be, but uh, the we we had happiness a few weeks ago, and and some people may wonder. You wondered what's I the wondered. difference? What's the difference between joy and happiness? Are we going to talk about the same thing? And I'm here to say that. No, it's it's actually not quite the same. It's kind of like part two of the earlier uh, discussion. But if I were to describe the difference, when we discussed happiness, we said that Buddhist happiness, I, I, this cat here who just came over makes me joyous. I have to say, <laughs> oh, Yuriko, you make me joyous. You really do. The difference is happiness to me is a kind of a subtle equanimity, accepting okay. the ups and downs in life. But this right. week, I'm talking about truly being joyous, truly celebrating, truly being passionate about how beautiful this life is, how we feel each day, just to get up out of bed and breathe, and uh, with the flowers that are out. It's Mother's Day. I'm even joyous about mothers out there. It's, <laughs> there, there are things about life to truly celebrate, and that, that is, for me, the subtle difference. So if I can try to make a distinction, happiness might be passive and joyfulness might be active. You feel happy, but with joy, you want to express that joy. Well, I, I, when I said the happiness, um, we, we, we got, ended up talking about acceptance, equanimity. Right, equanimity. Oh, you got a flat tire, or the doctor just told you you got two weeks to live. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> no, you bow to it, you well, accept no, it. Well, no, it wasn't. I don't, but it was more accepting without, how can I say this? You're going to have to accept all the editing you're going to have to do on this podcast because the, the COVID know. vaccine has tied your tongue today. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you lead. Go ahead. Tell us about joy. You're happy you've got a cat. So here's, oh wait, here's an example. I have a very joyful cat and his name is Titus. He comes in, my cats go out at night and he comes in sometimes at five or six in the morning. He hops up on the bed 
he yells at me and then he rubs his head against me for 10 or 20 minutes. He's so joyful that he wakes me up almost every morning lately. And that makes me not joyful. I'm even joyous that you named your cat after the Roman emperor who destroyed Jerusalem. I mean, so, no, I, I, I'm sure. Who, who did you, how did Titus get his name? Well, it's named after the Shakespearean character, Titus Andronicus, uh, which is the uh, same uh, one. But in Shakespeare, yeah. Titus Andronicus is brutal. And it's Shakespeare's bloodiest play. I think 21 people die. Um, two of them are cooked into pies and served to their mother. And, yeah. and let's be and, and the, about <laughs> Titus Andronicus. Well, but truly. Truly. Well, the idea is that we wanted Titus to be a good hunter, right? Because he's an outdoor cat, and he right. had to fend for himself in the wild. So and I just like the name. Okay, well, the, the, the similarity to the earlier episode is just being joyous is not going to make life, you know, always hunky-dory. You're still going to have your, your brutal Roman Empire em, emperors <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, things like that, flat tires and the diagnostics you don't want. But what I'm, I want to say is, still, as opposed to just accepting and being, how to say, a stoic, there is truly reason in Buddhism to be passionate and to celebrate. Now, uh, something about traditional Buddhism, it didn't look like the monks were dancing in the streets, you know, taking their, their robes and tossing it over their head and dancing naked. This is not the image that you have for much of Buddhism. But the Zen guys, suddenly, when it was raining, they would dance singing in the rain. They would get naked. They would, you know, enjoy life. Oh, come on. You're making that up. No, I've done it. Haven't you ever gotten naked and danced in the rain? The neighbors complain, but I've done it. Well, not, not with a bunch of people in a Zen temple. I can't see that. <laughs> you would be surprised the amount of how to say real guffaw, joy, rolling on the floor fun there is, even in a Zen temple. Not all the time, but you know, the thing is, the thing is, don't cling to it. Don't cling to it. One moment, be joyous to the point that your belly hurts, and the next minute, be willing to cry. Ah, you see where I'm going here? Some, Why, we're going to talk about sadness now? No, 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 no. We're talking about truly, truly passionate, enjoying, savoring life, like Zorba the Greek who danced through the whole catastrophe, really being exuberant, but, exuberant. but don't cling to it. And the next moment when you're not, or when some other thing comes into life, be willing to accept that. Some people think that in Zen, you have to control all your emotions. See where I'm getting at? It's yeah. not about control. Sometimes you can be passionate, passionately in love, passionately moved, passionately that your heart skips a beat, but don't try to cling to that or, or, or stay with that all the time. So people shouldn't become xenomatons. Right. Like that. I should trademark right. that word. There's a time to be stoic and silent, and there's a time to, to just everyone dresses in black, and we move slowly, and we try to stifle these thoughts and don't fall into extreme emotion. And the next moment, we see a flower, and our heart is filled with joy, and we can barely breathe. We can be both. To be human is sometimes to be swept through with these wonderful emotions. Not some emotions. We don't want to be swept through with violence, right? I don't want to get swept through with anger. I don't want to get swept through with 
uh, excess desire or jealousy where it takes me over. But if once in a while joy takes me over, what's the harm? It's beautiful. Let it. So it's taken 51 episodes to mention this, um, but I think this is a good example of what you're saying. The theme music for this podcast is uh, played by my shakuhachi teacher, Kiku Day, and she starts out with this, you know, Zen type thing, but Jundo wanted the theme music to end with a riff on Hava Nagila. And that's because so that's, it wasn't copyrighted. We had real trouble to find something <laughs> that was in the public domain. No, but but that's yeah. what you're trying to express. And in, in the first part, it's the really Zen part, right. and in the second part, it's the joyous part. Right. By the way, what is Hava? We got to look this up. What does Hava Nagila actually mean? I it shows you what uh, kind of uh, good Jew I am. Uh, Aren't you supposed to know this? Don't you even know the words? No, it wasn't on the Jew test. What I it, it, <laughs> it means it. it it means let us rejoice. Oh, okay. Right. See? Okay, would you actually, would you do me a favor? Would you kind of cut that part out? Because I, sh I really don't want to say that. Uh, no, Let's no, go this away. is good. This is good. You have to show Let your frailty here. This is oh. human frailty. Everyone has weaknesses. You can still no, have joy and have weaknesses. It's like some of my, my relatives will just wag a finger at me. But, oh, you know what Havel and Nagila means? It means, let us rejoice. <laughs> 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 and let us dance. Yes, you it know? does. And then later in the song, let's sing and be happy. Hava Naranana Vanishmaha. Did I pronounce that right? Oh, very good. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think. <laughs> so what, what you're talking about reminds me of, um, I was watching a movie the other night, um, a documentary by Werner Herzog called Wheel of Time. It was mm -hmm. done in the early 2000s. There was, um, where was it, in Bodh Gaya? The Dalai Lama was supposed to lead some fancy initiation. He ended up being sick and had to be canceled. But there was a moment when um, Herzog was asking some questions with the Dalai Lama. And he asks a question, Dalai Lama answers, and he asks another question. And then the Dalai Lama asks someone, I guess his translator, to explain something. And then he just breaks out in laughter. And you always see this when there's interviews with the Dalai Lama, the way he can just break out in laughter like a child like that. He knows how to laugh. Yes. Yes. And I say stay away from any religion that doesn't know how to laugh. Good also, point. stay away from the ones, like I said, that get angry or, or, or yeah. you know, point their finger at other people and like that. But religions that know joy, this is the first thing. This is yes. the first thing. Because life is truly joyous. And if there's one thing I think we take from all religions, it's that there's something wondrous about us being here, even on the days that aren't so nice. You know, if, you're, if the doctor is going to give you a, a, a diagnosis you don't want, that means that you've just been alive to have that diagnosis. You've gotten <laughs> to the point, you know? It's like, I'm sorry, the show's over now, but it's, hasn't it been a great show? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know that you had a flat tire today, but that means you didn't have a flat tire all the other days, right? <laughs> there, there's a wonderful saying that the, the fact that you woke up uh, alive today means that you're still alive. You know, <laughs> you're in an awfully good mood today. Why? Well, because it's the theme. It's the theme, and, and part of Zen is this is true. Part of Zen is mind control. Now, now, don't misunderstand me. We, that, you, that people sounds, hear that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds ominous. People misunderstand that. 
they think it's like the ability to control others' minds and make them into my mental slaves. That is not what I'm talking about here. Right. Self-mind control. A little bit, you do become a student of your own mind, and you know how to access the emotions inside, very similar to an actor who, if he's told to get on stage and play Titus Andronicus, he can suddenly reach inside and get his bloodthirsty Roman Empire. You know. So today our theme was joy, and I actually had a day that was not so joyous. I was just running around doing appointments. I'm a little tired, but I said, oh, joy time. Need to access this, and it is inside. <laughs> it is inside. It's inside you too. My day's just begun. We do this. It's the evening for you, and it's late morning for me. So I don't know yet if my day is going to be joyous. But you've at least made me laugh for the past twelve minutes that we've been talking. Whatever happens, you can laugh, and sometimes you can laugh as a Zen person in the most inappropriate moments. I laughed at my mother's funeral. Now this is getting back to the 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 kind of thing that uh, we were talking about accepting and, and finding a certain joy, even in the face of life and death, right? But somebody told a joke, and I can't remember what the joke was. We were in the middle of the funeral, my mother and my, and my cousin gets up there, and he tells this horrible joke, which I wish I could remember. It was probably only... And suddenly, the entire funeral is rolling on the floor, <laughs> and, the, and there's a funeral like 100 yards away, and they're mad at us because we're ruining their funeral. Because we're laughing so hard. How dare you? You're having so, what's with that funeral over there? They're having too good a time. <laughs> I'm reminded of a quote by the wonderful author H.L. Mencken, who you probably know. Puritanism, the haunting fear that someone somewhere may be happy. And it's in Buddhism too, and it's in many religions. It's not just uh, in Christianity. You always have the strain of the religion that says we're supposed to control or stifle the emotion, that the emotions are bad. And we say in Zen, don't be a prisoner of your emotions, but know the difference between the good ones and the bad ones too. And allow yourself to have the good ones, but don't cling to the good ones. Don't expect to have them all the time. For example, if I was like this all the time, they would haul me to the psychiatrist as a manic depressive. What's wrong with this guy? You know. But every once in a while, let yourself go. Sure. So that reminds me about some of these Zen koans where, you know, there's this guy and he's sweeping the yard and watching the leaves and he goes up to the Zen master and he says, true peace is in sweeping the leaves. And the Zen master tweaks his nose like in the Three Stooges. Right, that's it not, is the Three is, Stooges. But that's the funny and, – and the koans try to make this some profound gesture, but were these people just having fun? Yes, they were having fun and it was, it was profound too. Because many koans are jokes. Now, sometimes they're 800-year-old or 2,000-year-old jokes, so the punchlines yeah. are a little lost, you know. The, but a lot of them are obviously funny. A lot of them are puns and, and physical humor. And yes, because if you cannot laugh and you, you take life too seriously, you're going to miss a lot of the point of Zen. But taking life not too seriously doesn't mean, here's a koan, you can take life not too seriously at all, and that's the most serious thing. Life is a joke. Have we misinterpreted this, that really Zen is about stand-up comedy? But stand-up comedy is about serious topics, isn't it? True. Masked in humor. Yeah. Right. And he usually talks about what's going on in Washington or, you know, the things in life we all face, and we laugh at our problems. 
Zen is a big joke laughing at our problem. It is. Yeah. So the ability to laugh at ourselves is what allows us to free ourselves from our problems, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the Zen laughs at the most existential of all problems, which is, why are we here? And what is life all about? So we laugh at the ups and downs, but you got to laugh at it. And you got to cry sometimes, too. So at my mother's funeral, I said we were rolling on the floor and crying at the same time, you know. Yeah. It's both. So was Dogen a comedian? Because you, you've mentioned no. a lot of times about Dogen. <laughs> you've mentioned a lot of times about Dogen's writing, about his wordplay. Is that meant to be a comedic effect or is it meant to be, you, you like to compare him to Coltrane or some other, you know, great musician riffing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't compare him to Jerry Seinfeld. Believe me, <laughs> he was not. Okay. So maybe Ikyu. Now, I know you don't like Ikkyu, and I kind of like, I think he's kind of cool, but Ikkyu, he was the funny one then. He was a funny one. And I bet you, now here's the thing. With a lot of uh, Japanese Roshi, they got their professional face, or, you know, the Roshi face, which is what they put up there, stern. And then four minutes later, you go in the back room, and he's sitting there with a beer or a tea and, and laughing, and you say, that's the same guy who was just up there, old stone face. They call it in, actually in Japanese Buddha face. How's his Buddha face? And then he goes in the back room, and he looks like your 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 crazy grandpa. <laughs> you can have both. There's a time to be stern. So the only part of Dogen we know is pretty much the serious serious type. Somebody, some scholar, looked for jokes in Dogen, and they found a couple of things. You know, there was a kind of couple of cute things, and maybe he was trying to be funny. Uh, Someone actually know, looked for jokes in his writings. Yeah. They had that. They looked and they looked and they kept looking, and uh, <laughs> they found a couple of weird things. Uh, you know, he said, I, "I woke up one morning and I and I had a dream. What is it? I woke up one morning and I had a dream of the Buddha was was uh, a poo on the ground, and I stepped on the Buddha, and it turned out to be a poo on my shoe. Something like that." He said, and I think that was a joke. We're not. <laughs> it was something okay. like that. I, I guess but it lost something no, in the translation. He uh, he, no. No, he he wouldn't do good on it as a stand-up in Vegas. No, he would not. But it's kind of hard for someone teaching Zen to be funny, isn't it? Because because the the no. people who are going to listen to you don't expect you to be funny. They don't expect it to be like you're in the Catskills doing stand-up. So well, humor might be taken the wrong way. At least when people get to know you, you're a funny guy. When people get to know you, they appreciate your humor. But as a first approach, it might be off-putting for some people. No, it is. But you can't please, even with comedy, you can't please everybody with everything. One guy, you know, thinks you're great, and the other guy doesn't think you're good. I get people who complain to me, you're too serious, you're too not serious, you're too Japanese, you're too American, you're too modern, you're too old-fashioned. You can't please everybody, no, nor should you. Be To your own self, be true. Uh, oh, more Shakespeare here. More Shakespeare, yes. Uh, so... The, the one thing you can do in, in here is know when is the appropriate time to laugh and when is the appropriate time to cry and when is the appropriate time to be serious. Now, we have to honor the great clown of all, of Western Zen. I'm sure there were famous clowns like EQ in the past, but in the West, we've got some real funny guys. Bernie Glassman with his red clown nose. You know, Really? He said, I didn't know he had a red clown nose. 
No, he always pulled it out. And uh, and okay. there are pictures of him. Please link to that during the podcast. There's There are pictures of him when he said, if you're taking me too serious, and he'd stick on the note. Uh, because there are times, and if someone's taking you to, I get people come to me, and they're so serious. This is Zen. I'm Zen. What is the meaning of it all? And I say, <laughs> right, you know, blow him a strawberry. <laughs> Raspberry. Cannot... What do you mean, strawberry? You're from Florida. Florida. Yeah. Some berry. But yeah. you, if people are too, now then I get people who are not uh, serious at all. And for them, I try to be serious. You got to keep people off balance. That's part of this practice. Uh, so you got to keep them guessing. You have to let them know that whenever you feel something, also be open to the opposite. It's a big part of this practice. Now, the risk of all this is seeking out joy too much because joy right. is fun. And isn't it sort of dukkha to try and get joy all the time and then not be able to get it? I already said that. Weren't you listening? Do not cling to your joy. <laughs> right. There's a time of joy. And when that time is over, on to the next thing. As long as it's not a negative, a harmful emotion like violence, anger. Move on to the next emotion. So joy, though, is a tough word because there are gradations of joy. There are gradations of happiness. And I think what you're talking about is the joy that actually makes you laugh spontaneously, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because if, if you look at that woman, Marie Kondo, who tells everyone to throw everything away, she says that you should keep things that inspire joy or spark joy. But the fact that I've kept a bunch of t-shirts, it's not that they inspire joy, it's that they keep me warm and that they don't have holes in them. Every episode we pick up Maria Kondo, why is that? What, we really I, I don't know. It's, I, I guess that in some ways she probably represents a very slight Zen approach to life that's been made mm. palatable for people who aren't interested in Zen. Right. It's kind of a fake, uh, simplify in the suburbs kind of Zen. I, Anyway, we're going to get on a sidetrack about Maria Kondo, but I see what, yeah, what well, you're right. Now, she's using joy in a, in a different sense. The word joy has different subtleties. So what you're talking about is the being moved deep down joy, not guffawing in the street. Right, right. But we can have that too. When I see a sunrise, when I see a baby smile, there's a little baby in my daughter's karate group. And I can be in any mood. And I look at that little baby just learning to walk, and I feel a joy. It's not a guffaw, it's, but it brings a, a subtle smile to my face. There are aspects of this world that are joyous, even if you don't laugh out loud. What color belt does that baby have? Uh, more of a white diaper, as I... <laughs> Well, so, sometimes it's a brown diaper. <laughs> <laughs> How come you don't have a clown nose? You see, well, uh, the people listening to the podcast aren't seeing the video. We're talking to each other over video. But you should have a clown nose. You should do a tree leaf talk with a clown nose one day. Well, but that's Bernie Glassman's shtick. Uh, shtick is a, a Sanskrit word that means uh, his, <laughs> his little... But over the years of tree leaf, I have done every number yes, of I things know. to try yes. to use the, the video nature. I put on masks. I, I dressed as Canon one time by putting on a mask. I dressed as a Buddhist robot one time to show when people are too mechanical to their practice. I, I dressed as a Bible-thumping sutra. I called it a sutra-thumping preacher, you know, to get people not to be, you know, too much in the fundamentalism of the sutras. 
you know, we can have, you know, fun, uh, do s- silly things too, but uh, other times be serious. So can we get joy out of this famous quote from Dogen? To study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be actualized by myriad things. Can we laugh about that? I feel more the subtle joy when you say that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So what I'm just trying to figure out is, is what's the line between that subtle joy, that happiness, that equanimity, and the sudden laughter? What, what happens within us to... Can, can Zen practice allow us to laugh more? is what I'm trying to get at. You know, we're having our 16th anniversary at Tree Leaf, and, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, this is the old question, what's funny? So uh, some of my uh, priests at the Tree Leaf were pulling up uh, from the archives the greatest or most infamous moments of our 16 years of, of Zazen at, at Tree Leaf, and they've gotten the moment, for example, when I was doing the ceremony, lighting the incense and bowing, and my pants fell off. Uh, during the Zazen Kai. <laughs> they have that. They have the moment when I attempted to do a funky dance, we were, Heart Sutra. We were going to be, it was funky day. And it turned out, uh, let's say, I'm not a funky dancer. So I no. probably best, maybe uh, it, I should have skipped that one. There was yeah. the time we had some guests from France and we tried to do a, a gospel version of the Heart Sutra and apparently left everybody in the room mystified because I was the only one dancing around the room like a madman while everyone was just standing there trying to staring at me about what, what this, this fellow was doing. So there's all kinds of things. Now, are they funny? Well, they're funny to me. And they're yeah. so... Yeah, and others can appreciate them or not. Yes. I guess everyone should go home and read the Shtick Sutra. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I would like to mention one more, Joy. Because it's Mother's Day. The woman whose funeral I told you I was laughing and crying at at the same time. My mother, Joy Cohen. Oh, that's the whole point of this episode, isn't it? Oh, maybe a Freudian sense. I never thought about it. But no, it just is a coincidence. Her name happened to be Joy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.